0: Between marriages, I dated a gal who was a runner, a real marathon type with the special shirts and the high shorts, the whole deal. Well, she thought that she could teach me to run, and probably I said I wanted to, which is something you say to a new lover when you hope to find some kind of connection. And well, this was in Minneapolis, where I had escaped for a short time after the divorce to figure things out and clear my head. And they have lakes there, like a lot of lakes and a food co-op where a woman on crutches tried to ask me out, but that's a story for another time. The point is, this gal, the runner, had me in shorts and an old faded tee huffing and puffing around a lake. Breathe, two, three, step, 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 breathe, four, five, some kind of rhythm I never got. I did that exactly once before I decided that maybe dating a runner was not for me. I did enjoy spending so much time with the lake, though, whose spirit spoke to me and said stop running. And you know what I did? And that meant I could spend more time focused on opening up my inner portals and exploring the strange realm we call the Deep Night. Deep Night Deep Night Hello, it's me, Dale Sheaver, and I'm so happy to be with you on this episode of The Deep Night. We come to you, as we always do, from the foul banks of the Gowanus, and I am just back from the considerably nicer banks of the mighty Boise River in Idaho. I was out west for the 208 Comedy Festival, and my goodness, what a time we had. Did I perform in a beer-making facility with a handful of people? Yes, I did. Did I panic the first time I saw that I would be doing a show in front of a brick wall, the staple of stand-up comedy for centuries? You know this old dog too well, friend. Ultimately, Boise had a lot of what I would call wild white people energy. I mean, how could it not? They had all the white people pleasures: tubing, outdoor craft fairs, and drunk screaming on party trolleys. They also had some white people aggression: revving their engines on empty streets, tipping over electric scooters, putting a P.F. Chang's directly in the heart of the city center. But the Mountain West is full of powerful energies, and I was pleased when the young man found me after the show and told me that I was funny as fuck. (laughs) Well, thank you, friend. I appreciate that. As (laughs) F, Folks, I'm not one for cursing. I prefer less coarse language, but in this case, I'll allow it. I talk about being nice and running comedy festivals with my guest today, comedian Chloe Radcliffe. Chloe is a real presence on stage, and she's one of the minds behind the upcoming 10,000 Laughs Festival in Minneapolis. And I can't help but share some stories of my time in her hometown. But things get really interesting once we find out what it was like for her to grow up surrounded by crystals. I mean, can you imagine? I only wish I had a potter's wheel in a deep night studio, because this is a guy you could probably sit for a spell and throw some pots with. Let's go now to a fine conversation with the very funny and literally always smiling Chloe Radcliffe. Chloe Radcliffe, how are you? I'm good. How are you, Dale? I'm doing all right. I'm a little sleepy. Oh, you're sleepy from what? I'm a little sleepy. Uh, just from coming in from the big
1: festival and from traveling. Yes, yes, and yes. I gather you right? have been
0: tra- Idaho, yes. Boise.
1: That's how they pronounce it. That's I know. That's how they I have pro- to say it. It's
0: counterintuitive.
1: I'm from far enough west that I. I don't know. Do I have that as a point of pride somehow? <laughs> uh, it's Boise, not yes. Boise.
0: Yeah, you can't do the Z. Yeah. Yep, yeah, but that's okay.
1: The Mormons have outlawed S's, Z's. <laughs> is S's that own. true? Is it the devil's I music? I think so, yeah.
0: <laughs> well, uh, we'll bring you up the Mormons maybe later, too, because I have some <laughs> <Right>? further thoughts <laughs> about that. But it's always fun to have a Scorpio in the studio, so thank you for joining me. That is me. Yes. And are uh, you a morning person?
1: Uh, I, I would be if I wasn't in comedy. If I wasn't in comedy, <laughs> I love being up before the rest of the world. I love sure. being up at 7, 6, whatever. Really? but I am in the wrong career for that.
0: Yeah, yep. Yeah. That doesn't work with the late nights. Yeah. Are you a morning person? No. No. No, I am <laughs> and has always been you wouldn't be. a night owl. I can't do it. It just doesn't interest me. Sometimes I get up at say 8 or something and look around, you know, if I have to go out somewhere and it's shocking to me that people are up and doing things. <laughs> that even stores are open. That commerce has begun.
1: Right, like when you're you know how when you work a when you work a day job and then you see people like just shopping in the middle of the day on a weekday and you're like what do those people do oh, that's right What's that's happening? your reaction for the 8 a.m
0: that's me yes and uh I, I mean even if a job for me starts at let's say 10 see at 11
1: <laughs> <laughs> i can't be there you, on time rascal <laughs> they need me <laughs> right yeah
0: anyway i just i am a bit of a rascal i guess um my wife galinda likes to go to bed early so I have to walk around in padded socks.
1: Extra padded socks? Extra
0: padded socks, yeah, <laughs> like the kind the hikers use, you know?
1: Wait, do you, do you, do you, how many layers of socks do you have on?
0: At least three. Wow. Yeah, I got to be actually a light sleeper. You're very caring. Which is why I sleep in the other room on a hammock. Ah, that's good. But, uh, it's, well, marriage is just a series of uh, less and less uh, tenable compromises.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Where else do they go? What are the other least tenable con- compromises?
0: I'm just saying, you you just have to compromise and compromise until you get to a point where you're like, ah, oh, this is no good, and then yeah. you die.
1: Yeah, but that's But you're good. together.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that's how I look. Would you like to get married one day? I don't know. <laughs> you're not
1: selling me on it.
0: <laughs> What's something you wouldn't compromise on?
1: In marriage? Yeah.
0: Oh, anything.
1: Or in life. Uh, that's a great question. Can I think about that? Sure. I'll think about that.
0: All right, think about it as we go along, if it suddenly strikes you. This
1: is like one of the questions... People will say, like, what's your favorite movie? Yeah, And I'm so bad at, I'm horrible at coming up with singular answers on the spot. I know there are things in my life that I absolutely would not compromise on, but I'm bad at.
0: Sometimes you don't know it until you see it right in front of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You think, oh, nope.
1: Yeah, I'm bad at rifling through that Rolodex. Yeah, I get it.
0: That's how I am with jokes, to be honest. (laughs) Bad? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm not good at remembering jokes. People say, oh, you're a comedian. Tell me a joke. I'm, I can't. I can't even call one up. Yeah, even well, the simplest one. Yeah, you are probably
1: better at that. No, I, I don't even bother. I just say I don't tell jokes for free, which is absolutely not true. <laughs> I tell jokes for free every single night. But if somebody has to tell me a joke, I I just say I don't tell jokes for free. And so far, I have not had somebody actually pull out money. I <laughs> rue the day when somebody pulls out a $5 bill. But. Right. Then you'll be on the spot. Now,
0: speaking of slinging jokes, you just got back from uh, Minneapolis. Uh-huh. And you were doing a big gig there.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I was doing a headline weekend at my home club, the Comedy Corner Underground. Wow. In Minneapolis. That's got to feel good. It was very fun. The Yeah, the Friday night was <clears throat> magical. It, it was... I think it was the best set I've ever had. I think it was the best crowd I've ever performed for. It was like wild. I could say anything. They would laugh. And it was like you know, seventy of my closest friends and ten people I didn't know all packed into <laughs> this right. tiny basement <clears throat> that was inevitably a oh horribly illegal fire hazard. We had candles on the table. Oh we had locked the doors. We were oh all go out go there tonight together. <laughs> I go down laughing. Yeah. Yep. Uh that like a marriage. <laughs> um if you're lucky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh but no it was great. And then Saturday uh early show was weird in a million ways, and
0: always always always
1: the always the Saturday early, yeah, 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 why is that?
0: I don't know, I think because people have planned it,
1: yeah, I yeah,
0: think it's too uh sometimes the Friday night will be a spur of the moment, or yeah. you've been looking forward to it all week, yeah, and Saturday is an obligation of some kind for yeah. one of the parties involved, and it it doesn't they like come in too rested,
1: uh, yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> Was the, You've done other kinds of performance, right?
0: All kinds, Was yes. that
1: is that true in other kinds of performance Across as well? Across
0: the board, yeah, yeah. If I've ever done theater shows or sketch shows, that one is tough.
1: It's weird.
0: Saturday late, no problem.
1: Fine, yeah. yeah.
0: Saturday early, I don't know. They're still digesting or something.
1: Yeah, which is so backwards from what I've... I, I remember thinking the first few years that I was doing comedy, I would go, okay, the Friday early, they're tired. Yeah. They're they're low energy because they've just gotten off of work and they didn't really have time to rest. Yep. Friday late, they're drunk and tired. <laughs> yeah. Friday late, sort of a mess. Yeah. Saturday early is the one that's gonna sell out. They're gonna be happy. They're like clean, you know, fresh faced, bushy bushy tailed, and they're ready for the show. Yeah. And then Saturday late is sort of a you know, maybe maybe hot and fun, maybe pretty drunk. Who knows?
0: Who knows? Yep. But
1: it but inevitably that Saturday early has been less and less f- it's it's not as like bright-eyed, bushy-tailed as I had given it credit for. No,
0: I think the expectations are too high. Yeah. For everybody, you think this is going to be the one?
1: We should tell people <laughs> how do we we should tell people that Saturday is canceled two hours before the show, and yeah. then an hour before the show, say, "Just kidding! Ah, surprise! Back come back on. to it." Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, get mix it up, keep yeah, it, <laughs> keep it right. fresh.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's all kinds of strategies you could try. <laughs> but it was a little bit less for you,
1: but- yeah, it was weird in a bunch of ways there was a um a heckler got kicked out oh geez. and uh he said that and i so this is my hometown, this is my home club, yep. I was imagining that there there was no way on earth that I didn't know every single person in there right or somehow you know that that they weren't there for me if even if I didn't know them personally um and this was a crowd this was a table of four that i really i did not know I don't know whether they came for me, but I I really, really didn't know them. And uh, they were heckling about Trump, and I don't have any Trump material. Um, but they were, they were the guy before, whatever, it doesn't matter. It's you mean pro,
0: they were pro-Trump? Pro-Trump,
1: yeah, yeah. The guy before me said something about an anti-Trump meme, and the joke is really about memes. The joke is not about Trump. Sure. Um, and a few people clapped like anti-Trump, and then this table went boo as in pro Trump. Yeah. And that's where and that was the guy right before me. <clears throat> and that and that just sort of lit the fuse. And they wound up it, it culminated as they were walking on. I didn't hear this, but I wish I wish I had but it culminated as they were walking out that they they said the owner who was walking to the owner who was walking them out, they said, I didn't like her feminist cunt bullshit. Wow. And they got kicked out. The best part of it is that they got kicked out so inter- early into the show, they didn't... I have feminist cunt bullshit. <laughs> and they didn't get to my I mean, feminist cunt bullshit. Sti- stick around. <laughs> Listen <laughs> to my feminist cunt bullshit. <laughs> That's
0: right. There's lots coming I was
1: So far, I was just talking about, like, I was talking about my boobs and I was talking about... Telling jokes about blowjobs in front of my fifth grade teacher. Like, it really seems like I would be in their lane, but...
0: Well, I don't want to generalize, but they're not all together, (laughs) some of those folks. Yeah, yeah. Looking for an outlet.
1: Yeah, for sure. I think they just, I think it was like coastal elite. (laughs) Like, this is what the news tells us about. You know, fuck you. You moved from the Midwest to to New York and you think it's better.
0: It's shocking to me that uh, the supporters there would be ill-informed... Uh, impatient, <laughs> belligerent—I
1: know—and
0: I know. not wait to get the full story before making a judgment.
1: Yeah, how, who, who?
0: Shocking. Who, yeah, absolutely. Who'd
1: shocking. have
0: thunk? Minneapolis—a uh, great place, though, to see shows. great—not th- for these people, but for
1: a <laughs> <laughs> great place to see a show,
0: <laughs> to see theater, to see comedy. Always a great audience, mm-hmm. uh, and well, not always great. Mm-hmm. I've had some tough crowds there myself, mm-hmm. and uh, in fact, the toughest crowd I ever had was, was performing th- out there at the at this bedlam romp thing. that I don't know if it still exists, but it had a very. I, like, I have
1: heard the name bedlam, and I'm not I'm not yeah, familiar with it at all.
0: Very kind of uh, anarchist kind of feeling of a Is variety a show. Oh. They did theater, but then they would have this kind of s- spectacle that they did very <laughs> DIY. Yeah, you know what you know what I mean. Yeah, and. Um, that's the only show where I ever had a beer can thrown at me.
1: Oh, my God. Uh, but Full the, or empty? Half. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, they wasted good beer. They did. which is have they, they were really mad at they you. They were
0: really mad. But you know what? I got them back by the end. And I thought if I can go through that uh, experience, I can do anything. Yeah. You know, what crowd – I'm not uh, not as scared. I'm still a little scared. <laughs> Some people still scare me, but uh, that was uh, that was a challenge for me, and I got through it. Yeah, right. But everything else, wonderful about. It. I love Minneapolis.
1: It's a wonderful city. It's this a-
0: time of year starts to get a little crisp, get a little fall in the
1: yes. air. Yes, yeah. I was there. I was so wistful this past weekend oh. when I was there because it's all chi- it's chilly. Yeah, and I just you know I don't, I don't know if you have this experience, but I when the seasons change, yes, I get this like yearning for something that i can't name <laughs> this is i sound like this i'm just reading straight out of my eighth grade poetry i but really i i've always yes. felt at the beginning of summer and the end of summer i feel this like wistfulness
0: yeah Yep.
1: and i don't know what it is and there's, there's a
0: longing there's a sense of loss that happens yeah. that starts to creep in yeah yeah yep.
1: what is that <laughs> <laughs> Am I crazy?
0: <laughs> I think it's just the year coming to an end, things yeah. changing, realizing the time has passed.
1: Yeah, it's weird. In
0: the beginning, you're like, "Wow, this year is going to be long." But then you get to the, the you think, "Whoa, gosh, we're almost over."
1: Yeah, all weekend. Truly, this is really like my angsty middle schooler is coming out. All weekend, I was like, "What if?" <laughs> I can't believe I'm about to say this. What if a doctor gave me three years to live? Because that's not like all your money in six months time it's also not like have a normal life seven years time right yeah three years is a weird time and so i was like what would i and all weekend i was stewing on what would i do if i was gonna die in three years i think about that i haven't really thought i i used to think about oh i hope one day i'm dying all dramatically in a hospital bed and whichever boy I had a crush on, Nick Norton or Matt Clements or whoever I had a crush on at the time, would have to show up and confess his love to me. Yes. <laughs> uh, I you want a dramatic end. In a long time. Oh yeah. Uh, I just want to, I mean, honestly, I don't actually want to die. I just want the boy I have a crush on to tell me that he loves me. Yes. I, picked <laughs> I just up want on the some mechanism <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> to force that out of him. <laughs> and then I'll sit up and be like, I'm actually fine. <laughs> <laughs> and
0: then you'll go run off together, Yeah, exactly. skip around a lake or something.
1: Right. But he's you know. realized that his love for me over outweighs uh, his dismay at my manipulation. <laughs> <laughs> It'll, there'll always be a
0: little bit of uh, untruth at the center of that relationship.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We can ignore it. <laughs> it's fine.
0: <laughs> and now how do you want to go out?
1: Uh, great question. Uh uh, well, right. Freezing is supposed to be the best.
0: <laughs> is that true? Yeah, yep. yeah. Because
1: you just go to sleep. You get all warm yep. near the end. Yeah. Oh. Because that's the the A sign of when of somebody's warmth. about to die from freezing. Is this is this well known? Is that they start taking their clothes off? They get too hot. Oh. And they or they think they're hot. Then of course they are very close to death. But yeah. they start taking their clothes off. Um, so you, I had
0: that experience with uh, take, drawing blood.
1: You started taking I, your clothes off?
0: No, I I started getting <laughs> – You <sick>. got naked. <laughs> the nurses were alarmed. Yes. No, they they took the blood and I didn't have enough to eat. And my body just surged in heat. Yes. And so I – because I think all the blood was running to the brain or something yes. like that to try and protect it. I got woozy. The nurse had to come prop me up in the mm-hmm. chair, mm-hmm. and I just i tunnel vision the whole deal. They had to mm-hmm. give me a little sugar tablet. Yeah. 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 It's it's scary. A, it's I can. A, it's I imagine weird. it's a similar kind of reaction. Know, the body so do is. I. <laughs> I have,
1: I've I've uh, never come close to sugar freezing to death. Sugar and cold, <laughs> I
0: think, are the same. But, uh, and that's something in Minneapolis. Yeah. It gets
1: cold there. Yeah, right. It really does. A lot
0: of lakes that you could possibly fall through.
1: Yes, and many people do. And
0: this time of year, you go over to Surdix, You mm-hmm. get some uh, mulled wine.
1: We does Certix sponsor this podcast? Certix is wish, so great. I wish. Yeah, right. Certix, uh, brought to you by... <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: if you want to sponsor this, you can please feel free. Certix is wonderful.
0: Nice liquor store there is what mm-hmm, I'm saying. And mm-hmm. probably other things.
1: Mm, I think they sell cheese. I don't That's know. That's what I want
0: to say. Cheese. Yeah. There might be a cheese counter there. Yeah. Lovely. Absolutely lovely there. I, I enjoy it so much. Um, you know, I had my first pumpkin bagel of the season.
1: <laughs> Not first ever.
0: Not first ever. No.
1: Do you like pumpkin
0: bagels? I don't know that I do, but they had some signs up at the airport. Sure. And I, and I thought, oh, oh, it was oh, an gosh.
1: airport pumpkin bagel.
0: Airport pumpkin that's, bagel.
1: That—that's a critical detail that you left out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Let me say this: it was in Idaho, <laughs> no, the, known for the bagels.
1: Yeah, right. We are we are uh, quickly slipping downhill <laughs> toward an icy lake. An Idaho airport pumpkin bagel. Yeah. Suddenly, bagel becomes the least interesting part of that sentence. <laughs> well, it was okay. Oh, it yeah, how great. was it? Okay, it was okay. But it tasted
0: like you would expect. Mm. <laughs> Artificial Honestly,
1: <fall>. Idaho <laughs> Pumpkin Airport, I, I, I don't actually know how to expect any taste of it. It
0: was at about 4.45 in the morning. So you, so you know it's fresh. Whatever the product is, qu- you know, quality-wise, yeah. it was fresh.
1: <laughs> well, there we go. That's The bakers got <laughs> up at 3 in the morning to but, slave over...
0: That's right, pumpkin spice, yeah, put a bit in there, yeah, um, and you know, fall for me though i do I do experience the loss, I do yeah. I start to think of all the things that I did with people that are no longer here, ah, and I just get a little sad, sure, you know,
1: that's a much more concrete experience, yeah, <laughs> yeah. you're like, yeah, I'm sad about my friends who've died, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like i just I, I just feel a little moody time passing. <laughs>
0: Well, now I'm gonna think about that bagel, though.
1: Uh, and that There's, will make you sad. That yes, will make I'm very sad about my sad. friends who died, and that <laughs> Idaho airport uh, pumpkin bagel.
0: Yes. <laughs> oh, gosh, um, Minnesota nice is a thing, though, isn't it?
1: Uh, it very, it very much is. Yeah, it's uh, a
0: passive-aggressive kind of a thing. Yes. Yeah.
1: It. It's a. It's. Do you a, feel
0: like you have it? It's
1: a weird, a, absolute. Uh, when I'm in Minnesota, people don't think I'm from Minnesota, uh-huh. and when I'm in New York, people don't think I'm from New York. Yeah. So I and and it's because my my uh, my dad I was born in Philadelphia, and my dad's family is all from the East Coast, mostly concentrated in Manhattan. Uh-huh. And so I've been coming out to New York for Hanukkah, Passover, summers, whatever. Yeah. Since I was little, and my dad stayed on the East Coast when my parents split up. So I and that
0: was when you were like two, was that yeah? You? When
1: I was yeah? When I was really little. Um, is it and, just you. Just me, spoiled rotten.
0: No, that's the best way to be, isn't yes, it? yes. <laughs>
1: and so it's. I and, love and the I only like,
0: child club.
1: Are you the only child? Yes, yes absolutely. Yes. Of course,
0: the only way to be.
1: Yeah, I know. I can't imagine. Oh, my parents having to share their attention. Absolutely oh, it sounds not.
0: terrible. Yeah. People say, "Don't you wish you had a sibling?" Not once, <laughs> never once.
1: I. That's really you. Never once wished. No. Oh, so no. that's interesting. I no. spent a long time wishing. Yeah. I remember watching. I think I was probably 8 or 9 and I was in I was visiting my dad in Philadelphia cuz I would go we I I I was very close I'm very close with both of my parents um and I would go visit my dad a lot yeah and he would come visit Minnesota a lot um but I was in Philadelphia and I was at one of my Philadelphia friends' houses. And I remember it, her name was Kiera Bianchini, oh which is an incredible name yes. that was, uh, went underappreciated when I was eight years old. Kiera <laughs> Bianchini, what an incredible name. I Gosh. hope she doesn't ever give up that last name when no. she, if, she, if and when she marries. Um, she, anyway, so we're at her, we're in her living room. And her brother came home who must have been, I don't, I don't know. I don't ever remember meeting him. I just remember this instance. He probably was like 10 years older than us. So he was probably 18, 19. Yeah. And he came home and I remember standing in the living room watching this, you know, this tableau as he opens the door and she ran to the door and he picked her up scooped her up and swung her around, and he's huge, you know, compared to us, he's giant. Right. So he swings her around, and I remember watching and going, that is what I want. How do I have that? <laughs> and sort of knowing yeah. I will never have that, I can't make somebody 10 years older than me. Right.
0: Sounds like the Folgers commercial where wow. the guy comes back from the from the army or something. Yeah, <laughs> the, yeah. the older
1: brother comes yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, But I, and I will never... Am I a really angsty child? I think that's. I think I was a very angsty child and teenager, and so now I'm. I'm super chipper, and people like uh, to an annoying degree. People are nearly constantly annoyed by, by how peppy I am, and so, I think I just got all of my angst out as an eight year old watching a, (laughs) watching a brother pick up his sister. A tender moment between
0: siblings. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that's nice. Yeah, that was – so I so to, I did always yeah. want – I wanted an older brother. That's uh-huh, what I wanted.
0: Uh-huh. Somebody to show you the ropes.
1: Mm-hmm. Somebody to, like, beat up my boyfriends, you know. <laughs>
0: okay. <laughs> that's
1: what I – <laughs> <laughs> I had boyfriends that needed to be – that's not true. I didn't ever have boyfriends. Not a nice – but, yeah.
0: But uh, so you were saying about Minnesota nice, though. That some oh, people yes, he says. Yes. That... Anyway, yes, it's this
1: weird it, – it's – it is – people are friendly in – A lot of situations, but then also like I've I say hi to people on the sidewalk here in New York 20 times more than I ever did in Minnesota. Oh, Um, that also is me. (laughs) (laughs) That that might be an issue with me. But yeah, no, people are people are friendly, but they're um, strangers you're saying hi to. Me here yeah. in New York.
0: Yeah. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. interesting tactic. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I say. I. I. I like make eye contact. Whoa. Say hi. Ha- have a good day. Yeah. Be careful. I know. I know. So far, it's. I think it. I. I. I think in my experience, it has seemed to reduce catcalling a bit. Ah. Uh-huh. Um. Yeah. Because I sort of am like, hi, hey, hey, I'm a person.
0: I see you. I'm a human.
1: Yeah. I'm just like you. Yeah. Don't talk about my boobs or whatever. Right. Um, anyway, yeah, no, Minnesota nice is is a complicated, many people are not very nice at all. Many, many people are not very welcoming. That's what it is. It's that they are, when they are in an interaction yeah. that they're already in, that they're not going to get out of, they're going to be friendly and surface-wise completely cordial. Yeah. Even, they might be seething underneath. They're very <laughs> passive-aggressive, yeah. and then when they do not have to be in that Interaction, they are not welcoming. That's what it is.
0: Let me give you the example that I had on the, on the plane. I get on there. I'm an aisle guy. I always fly in the aisle. I like the aisle. Now, this is an early flight, so definitely in the aisle. Yes. And definitely in comfort plush. Yes. And I get to the seat. The guy's sitting there. This is we get in in Minneapolis. Yes. The guy's sitting there. I said, oh, that's my seat, friend. You might want to scoot over. He said, oh, what? what? Are you sure? Oh, that's a, Oh, that's the window amazing great he said amazing
1: yes what a what a revelation well,
0: that's amazing wonderful i said okay and i sat down as soon as i sit down he turns to the his friend that he's with his wife or somebody and uh says i remember a whole long conversation about aisle seats this is just still in a kind of nice mode but he's like loudly describing how he went through great uh lengths to, to make sure that he was in the aisle so like he didn't believe it but to me he's like amazing great I'm still there. I can hear what he's saying.
1: Doesn't that he's feel just... a little off? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Wait, he had already moved to the window seat, so now he's just, like, rubbing it in.
0: Yeah. Then he's just, like, loudly talking about how he really thought he was in the aisle seat, and he remembered the whole conversation about What's your about, game, and buddy? And how's the next flight going to be, because should we have the two aisles? And the... I mean, it was a...
1: – oh,
0: I just sat there and quietly ignored them, which is usually my yeah. strategy.
1: which is also – like, what? A, that's oh, that's what you have to do. And what a yeah. weird position of, of them to put you in.
0: It was strange. It was
1: strange. What's his end? Is he hoping that you hear that and you're like, oh, you know what? Actually, you take the aisle. <laughs> <laughs> right. You wanted it badly. Yeah. That's here Sounds you like go. you thought
0: about it a lot. Yeah. So sure. Okay. Yeah. You know what?
1: <laughs> have it.
0: <laughs> There's clearly somebody else goofed up. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm not going to do that. No. You performed in the Mall of America? I have. What was that like?
1: Oh, boy. Uh, I have been to the Mall of America. Have you been to the comedy club in the Mall of America? No, I have not. Okay, um, the comedy club in the Mall of America is on the fourth floor. It's the the highest floor of the mall. Yeah,
0: yes, of course.
1: And it is. You have to take
0: a roller uh, you, roller coaster. Roller coaster. To get you yeah. should. Yeah. Yes.
1: Well, so here's what it is. Yeah. The space that the comedy club is in. Yeah. Is the space where they used to store spare roller coaster parts <laughs> so it is i am not getting the size of an airplane hanger wow that's perfect for comedy put a comedy club <laughs> in an airplane hanger yeah and see how that goes yeah um it is and and for how big of the, how big the space is it actually i mean they they the the club is beautiful it looks it looks great it's just huge yeah um but I've done it many times, and I'm sure I will do it again. And it's, Yeah, it's funny. They, they replaced there, – there used to be this, like, goofy mural behind it, and they replaced that with just televisions. The televisions always – inevitably one TV is not working. <laughs> it's very funny.
0: <laughs> the only thing that I really know about the Mall of America – and I only went there once – but I knew a friend that worked at the FBI – And she said that somebody was assigned to the Mall of America because there was a large, like, teen prostitution ring that was going Mm, on there. Sure. I don't know if it's still happening. That was some years ago.
1: Uh, I I wouldn't know anything about teen prostitution (laughs) rings. Uh, Why why are you asking me?
0: (laughs) That's the real reason I brought you in here. Uh, A spotlight turns on. Where were you the night of? (laughs) Um, Well, I'd like to get out there sometime and do That seems like a lot of fun. The mall. yeah
1: yeah yeah it's I not mean, the
0: teen prostitution part that yeah, seems right. like a lot of work
1: uh the <laughs> yeah that's the only downside of teen prostitution rings is it's yeah, just hard a lot work, of work
0: hard work the hours like i said
1: yeah but man they're putting in their time you know <laughs> yeah, you, yeah you i you guess just gotta, so you gotta take your lumps
0: oh gosh <laughs> take your lumps
1: <laughs> I, I gotta i gotta i gotta pump the brakes on these this train of charge. i will get canceled in a ooh, fast that's second. right that's
0: right we don't want that to happen um I want to get back to the 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 split. There, you end up growing up mostly in uh, Minneapolis yes. suburbs, somewhere yes, out there. Yes, yeah, yes. Um, and you mentioned earlier some kind of hippie vibe. Yeah, w- was a hippie situation.
1: Both of my my parents are like uh, original capital H. Full on. Full on, like got pepper sprayed in Vietnam War protests. Yeah, hippies.
0: A lot of Peter Paul and Mary.
1: A lot of Peter, Paul, Mary. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My mom went to the Beatles concert in Minnesota, in Minneapolis, the one Beatles concert that happened in Minneapolis. Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, both of them, they met at a transcendental meditation teacher training course. There we go. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we're like, we're deep in. When we visit family friends, family friends are like, all right, uh, so like we can go out to dinner. Should we all, we'll all meditate before and then we'll go out to dinner. Really? And then every, you know, so four, five of us or six of us, whatever, we all sit in chairs or bedrooms or whatever and meditate so you
0: were doing that from the beginning do you still do that
1: i do i do still do that um when i you you can't learn until you're 12 or you can't like formally learn until you're 12 Uh but before you're 12 you can get a child's mantra oh um and then you get an adult mantra when you're 12 and you learn and so yeah i come from that whole world my friends who are you're into crystals right absolutely yes yeah so i
0: first thing i did when i got to boise I went to the crystal shop.
1: Really? Yeah. T- t- so here's my prejudice. Yeah. Because I grew up with parents who have crystals. Yeah. And who like, t- I mean, my house is filled with crystals. My dad carries a piece of quartz in his pocket at all times. Yeah. Which um, isn't easy. no. No. <laughs> isn't easy
0: As and, someone who's tried yeah it's not easy yeah. these things are not made for pockets
1: yeah yeah he has a, it's a very small sure. it's a small little I imagine he's I got know. it figured out but uh he also carries a nail clipper in his pocket at all times so when he whenever my dad pulls anything out of his pocket it is change a nail clipper and a piece of quartz oh, okay if that <laughs> so, uh, illuminates anything about my father it does um <laughs> perhaps that he is Jewish <laughs> uh I <laughs> I think that's the I one time heard a Sarah Silverman joke about That if if anybody, if you ever find a dead body and it's unidentified, if you pull, if you open the pockets and there's used Kleenex that has been like refolded (laughs) to put back in and (laughs) reuse, you're like, well, at least I know they're Jewish. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, No, but I, oh, so I feel like all of, like everybody who's into crystals now are these frauds. Like I'm very protective of like, you don't even know. In the 70s? And I wasn't around in the 70s. These people are the same age as me. Yes. I just happened to have like, you know, grown up in this house, grown up in this world. Yep. So I'm like, oh, f- f- you know, screw you and your little essential oils. You don't even understand how deep it goes, <laughs> you know? Your oils you just... were
0: even more essential when you yeah, were a
1: child. Yeah, yeah, you found it on Instagram. Well, my parents <laughs> yeah. found it in the back of some guy's truck, so don't even try me. <laughs> Whatever. I'm, like, yes. very protective of that in a way that I think I don't really have a right to be because I didn't find it in the back of some guy's truck i just grew up with parents who did
0: well the commercialization of the whole thing is problematic yeah yeah and the wellness as a business model <laughs> saying it as somebody who runs a wellness clinic down by the Guanas. <laughs> but anyhow uh, it is problematic it feels a little um as you're saying uh, infected yeah. by capitalism yeah. uh, and uh, therein is a little bit of a problem
1: yeah, yeah.
0: unpure maybe yeah. Meanwhile, I... that guy that was selling the stuff out of the back of his truck was also trying to make a buck. And was also impure, <laughs> I'm sure. Yes. Yeah. 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 But I think th- that can happen with, like, nerd culture, too. Because some of us were going to comic book conventions sure. in the Philadelphia Hilton where it was just like us and one other guy dressed as a Klingon. Yes. And somebody with comic books on a folding table. Yes. It was not Comic-Con, San Diego, Marvel.
1: Yes. Blah, 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 blah. Yes.
0: It was weirder, yes. quite frankly. Yes.
1: Have yeah. you been to the – and like somehow more authentic, right?
0: And somehow more authentic, yeah. yes.
1: Have you been to a big one of the big, massive Comic-Cons?
0: I've been to New York Comic-Con, yeah. yeah,
1: And, here. and that's the same – I'm sure it's the same level. It's as... not
0: quite as blown out as I think San Diego is because of the L.A. proximity Got with it. all the stars that come, as I understand it. Got it. But New York certainly is a big one. Got it. A lot do... of people dress like different things. Sure. Which I like.
1: Do – um, <laughs> how do I ask this question? <laughs> Uh, the people. So the the like the dedicated fan base. Yeah, the people who would have gone to Comic Cons. Yeah, even if it was just at a Philadelphia Hilton. Yeah, th- those are the real fans. <laughs> do fake fans come now? Like you know, just like normal people who are like, oh, I like Guardians of the Galaxy. I watched that four times. And like, do they go to Comic Cons now? I would think so. Yeah,
0: I think far more than
1: the other people. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. More than the real fans?
0: I, I That is my sense. I don't Fake know. Fake fans. I, it's like you saying with the Christmas. No.
1: Now I'm getting mad yeah. on behalf of <laughs> people who I, I have no investment in. Was I, I know it. kind
0: of like weird little community, and then it became something very, very popular. It happens with music and yes. stuff, too. And uh, I don't know where I, where I fall on that and whether it's fine or not fine, but uh, some people – really get into the whole cosplay thing to then build their own brand mm-hmm. to take pictures on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Is that person looking for a Batman 181 to find the first appearance of Poison Ivy with the fold-out poster that came with it? On, You know, I don't think right. so. I don't think so. Right. But I don't – some people are that – the diversification of the fan base – Certainly needed and right, positive. Right, 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 right. But the, the, how far it's gone. And,
1: right, and you go, oh, this thing that I, you know, this thing that I love I hope is successful and so I hope it spreads. But then uh, yeah, it but spreads then, too yeah. far. Yeah. It spreads out of my control.
0: <laughs> That's right. But on the other hand, maybe if everybody has crystals, the stuff will work. And if we're all believing in it, it can actually affect some change yeah, because otherwise we're digging up rocks for no reason.
1: Yeah, well, <laughs> who knows? Who
0: can say? <laughs> but so give me, though, the, the decor of the place where you grew up. Was it very uh, – uh, was a lot of batik
1: involved? Is there a lot of wicker? Uh, yes and yes. and It is – I mean people know who my mom is when they walk into the house. Yes. Um, There is like – nary a square inch of wall that is not covered in something Uh um whether it's you know hand-thrown pots that she has mounted on the wall or or handmade a, a handmade paper art or whatever or uh she also loved i mean like plates with chickens on them you know i mean it's like we got the whole we run the gamut Yes.
0: Uh, And none of that came to you? Do you still seek out some things? Like if you see a nice piece of pottery somewhere.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, I I, uh, have so much stuff. (laughs) And my walls are covered. Absolutely.
0: Isn't that a weird byproduct of all this, the accumulation?
1: Oh, my God. Yes. I have uh, too many belongings, (laughs) and I somehow continue to accumulate.
0: I do, too. I think my parents had a tinge of the hippiness. They weren't, like, full on. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think they they hit just before. But uh, still... They were involved in the mm-hmm, 60s. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Wait, what,
1: can I ask what years your parents were born?
0: Uh, 46, 47.
1: Okay, my dad was 47 and my mom is 54. But so, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. so mm-hmm. the, yeah, that's mm-hmm. the era, right? Uh, one was in Vietnam, one was up in the uh, Arts and Crafts
1: College mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in Vermont. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, we got it. Yeah. Yeah, it's the same world.
0: <laughs> yeah, but there's a lot of stuff. Oh my god! It's so much stuff. I
1: have that. It's funny that you use the word accumulation. I, I refer to myself as an accumulator rather than a hoarder. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, my dad says collector. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, which is the collection? Yeah, <laughs> It needs a little curation. <laughs>
1: uh,
0: but it's a lot of stuff. Yeah, it's, it's it's amazing that it is surrounded by stuff. Then you mm-hmm. got the stuff of the parents and all that. I
1: know because you
0: had to keep all this stuff from. Bo- it is difficult in New York, though.
1: It, I it is, and I live in a very small place and I we have somehow do. crammed all of Yeah, right, we all do, and I yeah. somehow have crammed all of my belongings in and
0: are you shocked when you walk into some place, you're like, What what's wh- where's your stuff?
1: Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I mean you
0: get it. And on I'm a like kind a of little jealous.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> but also I'm like, Well, you like clearly I mean that, so then I go, Okay, well maybe I can get rid of some of my stuff. I when I moved from Minneapolis, I brought <laughs> god damn it. I brought a table loom <laughs> that I Will I bought this table loom at a garage sale with a piece of weaving already on it? A beautiful piece of weaving already on it, unfinished. Yeah. I will never weave on this table loom. Never in my life. I did not intend. I never intended to. Do you weave as a piece of art? No, I have never Uh, weaved, woven, never woven. (laughs) Uh, I I bought it as a piece of art. Yeah. And I think it's so cool and beautiful. It's, I mean, it's sort of this, It's the size of a typewriter, basically. But it's yes. just like a wooden. It's basically an empty wooden frame. Yeah. Um, and I insisted on moving that to New York, and I have now insisted on moving it around to New York City. <laughs> How many I, times have you I moved? I still have my fucking table. Room. Uh this is my third apartment. Fourth security deposit.
0: Oh, oh, gosh. I'm at the point where I can't afford to move again. Yeah. There's too much stuff. It takes too much money. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just going to just be there, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) That's just how it goes. Um, So then with this hippie background, this hippie lifestyle, Mm -hmm. do I understand it that you had a corporate job?
1: I did. Yeah, I had a very corporate job.
0: And how do you square that?
1: Uh, I was the weird... Oh, I was the weird one in the job. I worked at Target headquarters, which is in Minneapolis. um, And I worked in a business analytics job for the vast majority of the time that I was there. And then I weaseled my way over to executive speech writing. Right at the end, and then they laid off 2,000 people, and I was one of them, and oh. yada, yada, yada.
0: Okay. The rest is history. But Corporate speech writing, like the uh, president or regional manager has to give a little uh, presentation on the Q2 earnings?
1: Uh, Yes, sort of be, uh, higher level than that. But yes, so like, yeah. uh, the the chief marketing officer of Target would be going to an international marketing conference, and he needs somebody to write. And he's giving the keynote, and so he needs somebody to write the 45-minute keynote
0: and so you get a couple so, of jokes in there
1: sometimes yeah sometimes <laughs> well but in but when i was in the analytics department i was i i god i was a weirdo i mean my desk i i hated working in a gray cubicle and so i would of bring course. in like <laughs> chafing scarves. as soon
0: as you came in i know i know yeah
1: and so i would cover every i say like nary a square inch in my mom's house or in my house that's not true of course there are you know spots of blank well in my cube, truly, truly, literally, I wanted to cover up every single bit of gray, and so I would, just pl- I would just paper it with postcards and newspaper clippings and whatever. On one wall, I just hung up a scarf, a hot pink scarf that, and then I would put things over that hot pink scarf, But sure. I just wanted I- my desk was crammed all the time with shit and I, and then I would work on the floor. Sometimes I would just pull my laptop off of the dock and sit on the floor in my cube, take my shoes off, and my the VP would <laughs> yes. walk down the aisle and be like, "What the hell?" <laughs> I, I look. I don't know. And the and the only thing that saved me was just that I was in my particular job, which is which happened to be a weird, it happened to be less analytics and more, it's sort of uh, diplomacy, oh. more politicking. Uh-huh. I happened to be very good at it, yeah. and so. I think all of the higher ups were sort of like, "I guess we can't tell her to not sit on the floor." <laughs> Being
0: an only child, yeah, coming from this hippie background, doing finding out things like this that rely on uh, diplomacy and or intuition. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like that's a that's a gift? You feel mm. like you are intuitive about
1: things. Mm. Uh, intuitive about. Things in general or about interacting with people, like, like managing the social? I mean,
0: it could be things in general. But it sounds like, to me, that job was relying on intuition. And then even as you're writing the speeches, that also had to have a certain sense yes. of what's going to happen, uh, how that person is going to be received, yes. how they're going to be presenting.
1: I, yes. I, I do think I am much more um, intuitive uh, – I. I uh, I don't know. I think I'm probably a pretty even mix. I think I'm probably a pretty even yeah. blend. Um, but yes, I really trust my instincts. It's funny. I was I was talking to a friend recently about um, j comedy career, and and he was saying like, how do you? Because I was saying, well, I've, I'm talking to this person about this, and I'm talking to this person about this, and then my goal is to make this, and then sell this to this, whatever. And he was saying, how do you do that, or how do you? you know, believe that that's all going to be fine. How do you have the sort of gumption to push forward with all of that? And I thought about it and I said, I guess the bottom line is that I really deeply trust my intellect. I trust every, a, a, almost every situation that I've been in, I've been able to talk myself out of a sticky situation, talk myself in, I've trusted when I should be talking myself into something that would be good. Yeah. Um. And so I, when I was talking to him, I said, I trust my intellect. But I think you're right that part of that is, intuition
0: yeah probably honed in all that fabric
1: mm-hmm. yeah
0: and crystals
1: yeah yeah absolutely
0: and even you're uh, drawn to that loom you were drawn to that loom for a reason yeah
1: yeah and i still am and i yeah. still refuse to yeah. get up yeah <laughs> yeah i am very i mean my i, I look i come from the world of like we never saw a western doctor we just had but we would see what I would call, you know, hippie witch shamans. They're chiropractors, but they're weird chiropractors.
0: Yeah, that's a strange experience.
1: And they do, yeah, but they, you know, so they do muscle testing and that kind of stuff. I don't know if you're familiar with that, but anyway, so I come from all of, and all of that is, is... You ever saw a doctor? uh, I had, I I rolled my ankle really badly once, so Uh I went to urgent care. Okay. Okay. I got a um, a really bad splinter on my, under my thumbnail. I went to urgent care. Okay. I literally, I mean, I can count the times. But that I've But all the to other doctor. things,
0: what are you drinking potions? You, mm-hmm. you, you, yes. You're picking herbs. Yes. Some Not picking of, herbs. drinking
1: of... distilled herbs. Shav. Herbs that were distilled <laughs> in alcohol. Uh-huh. Uh, oh yes. Oh my god. Salves up yeah. the wazoo. My my mom, but my mom is really loves that, and so she yeah. has. I mean, like walls of this stuff. But it works. It just seems to. Yeah. Yeah. I oh, love it. I like it yeah. too. <laughs> I my when I was little, my mom would send me off to school with um she would give me you know, if I was sick, she would give me drops before school, drops of whatever this herbal's t- yeah. sure stuff. And she had to stop because my breath was smelling like alcohol <laughs> in fifth or sixth grade, whatever it was. Getting
0: some concerned calls. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it seems like with the stand up that I've seen of yours, um that what comes across, maybe informed by instincts and intuition, but it's also that thing that you mentioned earlier, this kind of peppiness, Mm -hmm. which which I just translate into confidence Mm -hmm. and joy. Mm -hmm. Joy. It seems like that's what you're projecting. Yeah. Does that feel true? Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think I'm a pretty joyful person.
0: Yeah. But also confident in your choices. Yes. Those jokes are, they're planted and they land.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yes.
0: Yeah. Hopefully they land. (laughs) They (laughs) don't always land. Well, they're concise though. I mean, they're, they're... they're well crafted. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Thank yeah. you so much. Well, sure.
1: All right, sure. this is the portion where Dale compliments Chloe. <laughs> 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 no, please continue. <laughs> it's funny. I had a I had a meeting with my manager in uh in LA and we the first 5 minutes he was going, "Look, here's the deal. We, you know, we know you're super funny. We know you're amazing in a room." you're you're you know brilliant at a, as a writer we're sending your tape to these you know production companies and they're taking meetings with you because they they like your jokes so we know they love your jokes and you know just buttering me up yeah and I was trying so hard to be like no 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 don't get sucked in by that. Chloe, keep your eyes on the prize. You know, talk about what you want to talk about. And I did. I, I talked about it. I had made notes for myself. I talked about everything that I wanted to talk about in that meeting. And I still left sort of being like, what just happened? Where did, <laughs> where's my wallet? What did he do? And I went, well, whatever. That's, so that's his job. His job is to be really good at really good at talking. Yeah. You know, and the, the, the hour ends and you go, I don't know what just happened. But, okay, I guess I'll just let him do whatever he wants. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you think that was the objective?
1: No, I think no, I I don't I I don't think that he was trying to like pull one over on me at yeah. all. I think that's just he's so good. At, that's how smooth of a talker yeah. he is as a person. But it's good to have that person. And so exactly, so I'm yeah. like, if that person's on my side, great. Yeah, <laughs> fantastic.
0: Yeah, better than the reverse. Uh, better than like, no, yes. you're great. Yes. Uh, you're doing yes. wonderfully. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that would be Minnesota nice. Yeah. I would think. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that and so uh, you also uh, produced this comedy festival, mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. Ten Thousand Laughs, the
1: Ten Thousand Laughs Comedy Festival. Yes,
0: which is in Minneapolis.
1: Minneapolis, yes. Yeah. And I think um, Minnesota is the land of Ten Thousand Lakes. Yes, that is it the is. State motto. Yes. And so that's why we call it Ten Thousand Laughs. I think outside of Minnesota, nobody knows that, it, and, and we don't. We kind of don't care because the festival is for people from Minnesota.
0: And and you hope you get a lot of laughs, right? Yeah, <laughs> we're counting them. Uh, we're almost at thirty thousand laughs.
1: laughs. Yeah, it's a great, it's a really really wonderful week- weekend. This uh, this year we have, um, Aparna Nancherla, Ron Funches, Dan Cummins, Brian Posehn, and Doug Benson as our tops. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's we're a, really, that's really a great excited.
0: lineup. Yeah, and that's when
1: uh, October seventeenth through nineteenth so in Minneapolis. 19th. Yeah, and and I mean, and those people are the. The, i i named five of some of the biggest names but we also we, you know the people who are not our biggest names are still these huge names we have emma willman and yamanika saunders and we're so i mean i mean we're we're so excited about the yeah the whole lineup
0: and probably there's some that'll be discovered too mm-hmm, mm-hmm. some emerging voices as it was
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's the hope. yeah
0: well that's that's terrifically exciting i said i would talk about the mormons
1: yeah let's talk do you about go
0: the into the genealogy stuff
1: no, I don't, I don't, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> so many people care about it, yeah, and I have yeah. not. Maybe I will. Maybe I just haven't hit the point in my life where I care.
0: I'm interested, but I'm not about to swab my cheek and give my DNA right. to two Mormon companies, which is what I gather those two things are, 23andMe and whatever the other one is. <gasps> they're both
1: Mormon companies? I think companies? they're both. And then <gasps> The they, Mormons!
0: They own your DNA forever. That's the fine print of that thing.
1: <laughs> they're going to try and baptize you after you're dead.
0: I'm worried they're going to try and clone me. I don't want a little Dale working in the Salt Lake uh, flats, you know, mining something out there without my consent. That's very funny. I mean, I hope he does well.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: he will be fine. God bless him.
1: You don't want another chance. You don't want a second chance.
0: Well, I mean, maybe I do enjoy the idea of cryogenically freezing stuff.
1: Like what? What's the stuff? <laughs> I
0: don't know. Parts.
1: Oh, uh, of yourself? Sure. Sure. Bring him like back. Head?
0: I mean, that would be a place to start. Sure. <laughs> yeah. uh, I could Just work on a shoulder. robot body. <laughs> <laughs> well just so long as something gets passed on um
1: when i um when i when i was little i asked to be baptized into the mormon church really yes i had a mormon babysitter and i'm sure she didn't i she, you know she she was just saying what she what her family was saying yeah she was saying you should be baptized into the church and i asked my parents and my mom was like abso fucking not <laughs> she said if you want to be baptized you can be baptized into the lutheran church across the street and so when i was eight i was baptized into the lutheran church ah. and i remember walking down the aisle behind a baby and being like i fucked up <laughs> this is something i did something wrong <laughs> i don't know what i did wrong but something is wrong here you had
0: to get dunked
1: I got. I think they like splashed my oh, head a little bit. I don't head, think I, yeah. it was dunked
0: all the way. The dunking scares me a little. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, okay. I mean, I would do it in a river, <laughs> like in the south somewhere. Sure. You know. Sure. Full on.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. But uh, what? Well, that's now you're Lutheran.
1: Yeah. Now I'm Lutheran. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Who knows what? A
0: really persuasive babysitter, though.
1: <laughs> I know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very, very influential.
0: <laughs> uh, well, some. You know, I'm not sure about all that. I believe in crystals, but I'm not sure about all that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, the bottom line is, none of us are sure about anything. <laughs> Isn't that true? Yeah.
0: Isn't that true? Well, uh, my final question there is: I know you said you weren't weaving, but is there another artwork, or so do you do you make artwork? Do you pursue art as a way of uh, release of some kind?
1: Um, I sketch... you come
0: from a very artistic background, it seems.
1: Yeah, I do. I I sketch people. I sketch people usually in airports. Oh. Uh, and Maybe eating do... a pumpkin bagel. Yes, potentially. <laughs> um, mostly uh, faces. yeah and I and just small little sketches that I love to do that I, that don't ever go anywhere. And my other artistic habit has been um framing art. So I'll like find some piece of unframed art that I like. yeah, and I'll find some old discarded frame and then I'll buy a mat board and cut the opening. That's and the hardest part. Matt and frame it is. It's nightmarish. But um yeah, that has been my yeah. my like creative release outside of writing.
0: That sounds wonderful.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Which is why I now have too much art on my walls. You have too
0: many things. You just must be always scouring for frames?
1: I am. Huh. Yes. I bring home garbage frames constantly. <laughs> A lot do. of roommates? Uh unfortunately, the two <laughs> roommates who would like me to have fewer garbage frames. <laughs> Yeah,
0: we'll just wipe them down, right? Yeah, right. First, because you don't want the bugs.
1: Yeah, I had the bugs. You had the bugs. Yes, I wonder why. <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh, I right. got rid of them. It's fine. You can hug me when I leave. I don't uh, have them anymore. <laughs> we, we thought we had the
0: bugs, but no. Really? We still spent all the money to get rid of them, but we didn't have them.
1: Wait,
0: we didn't have the bugs.
1: Wow. No. What did you th- What did you have?
0: Nothing. There was nothing there, but you know you bring the dog in and you say, "Well, I think there was something over there by the outlet, and then the dog goes over the outlet, and the guy says, "Yeah, I think you might have something
1: when i and I brought no, the no, dog I brought the dog in, and the dog when the dog got to where the bugs were, the dog started quite literally uh hopping up and down, oh, like it was like undeniable, like yeah. here are the bugs
0: that didn't happen,
1: no." <laughs> Oh, that poor people.
0: I kept a dry cleaner in business. That's all I know. Yeah, right. That's a
1: lot of money. It's a lot of money. Yeah. Uh,
0: unnecessary. Yeah. But is it worth it? At the end of the day, New York City.
1: Yes. Yeah. I was just. Ta- it's funny. I was just talking to my dad about this. I was going, man, if I lived back in Minnesota, I could, and just started rattling off for 10 minutes all of these, you know, the, all of the ways in which life would be more comfortable. Yes. And then I went. But I'm glad I'm in New York. <laughs> it does smell
0: better in Minnesota.
1: Oh my god. It smells good in Minnesota.
0: <laughs> yeah, you can take a deep
1: breath. You can go outside and go. Mm, that's wonderful. <laughs> right. What is that? Apples? Yeah. When you're hungover, <laughs> I when I I used to in Minnesota my hangover cure was that I would force myself to leave my house. Yeah. I would order a t- I would order a takeout order of uh, a side of hash browns from a diner a couple blocks away (laughs) and they were always like just the hash browns yes just the hash browns and then I would force myself to walk outside. And here I'm like, absolutely not. I'm yeah. not going to walk outside. No way.
0: That's a, that's a dangerous proposition. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, Chloe, it's been so great having you here.
1: It's been so great being uh, here. Thank
0: you for visiting The Deep Night. And uh, you've got shows coming up. People can look at your website to yes. find those. Yes,
1: yep. Uh, people can look at my website, chloeradcliffe.com. Uh, more importantly, uh, follow me on Instagram, chloe.radcliffe. There you go. Or Twitter, Chloe underscore Radcliffe. Just type in Chloe Radcliffe. You'll find me. I I got a big birthmark. If you see a picture of somebody with a big birthmark, that's me. That's the one. Follow me, please. God, I need this.
0: (laughs) All right. Well, thank you very much. Thank you, Dale. Well, that's Chloe Radcliffe. Catch her if you can around town. She's always on the hottest comedy lineups in New York City. And if you're in Minneapolis, by all means, go to the 10,000 Laughs Festival happening October 17th through 19th, seems like that's when everything's happening by the way, very popular weekend well that does it for us this week we'll be back next week with another artist making sense of the dark till then remember that although this night is ending a bright new day is just ahead Deep Night is independently produced and performed by James Bewley, Season 12 podcast icon illustrated by Lars Litaru. Deep Night Season 12 themed by Zach Gabbard. Music throughout the episode provided by the talented roster at Howler Hills Farm. Production studio space provided by Harvest Works in New York City. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review the show on Apple Podcasts, and listen to us on Stitcher, SoundCloud, or Spotify. Thanks for listening, and this season, I encourage you to leave your portals open.